0: You are receiving this transmission. You are Reclaiming the Faith with Phil Baker on the Fourth Watch Radio Network. Network. Welcome to episode 75 of Reclaiming the Faith, a podcast with a mission to reveal what the earliest Christians believed about the core issues facing us today. I'm your host, Phil Baker. Now, Let's dig into history. Hey, y'all. Thank you so much for listening to Reclaiming the Faith. We're going to get into part two of my interview with Darren Geisinger on his book, Zero G's in the Armor Eternal. You know, we don't agree about everything said in this interview, but it is fantastic. Darren is not only an author, but he's also a speaker, a marketing professional, an illustrator, and the coordinator of the True Legends Conference. I've got links to Darren's book and uh, the True Legend Conference. In the show notes, so please go check those out. Well, everything you need to find stuff about me can be found on my website, philsbaker.com. So you can find links to my book, uh, music, Patreon page, um, my blog, everything you need there at philsbaker.com to find out stuff about me. Well, if this episode is a blessing to you, please. Consider leaving a rating and review on my iTunes channel, uh, Reclaiming the Faith. That'll really help people find interviews like this in the future. All right. Well, I'm blessed to be a part of Justin Fall's Fourth Watch Radio Network, along with BDK of Omega Frequency, who I do a monthly Q&A show with called Ready With an Answer. And if you have any questions about what we talk about here on Reclaiming the Faith or the Fourth Watch or Omega Frequency, please uh, email us. You can email me at... Uh, email philsbaker at gmail.com, or you can contact BDK. Um, There's a link to that on his website, omegafrequency.com. Also, every Wednesday night at 7 p.m., my wife and I do a verse by verse Bible study through the book of Philippians, so you can check that out on my YouTube channel, uh, Phil Baker. But if you want to find it easily, just type in Phil Baker Philippians, and that should bring you to my channel. And yeah, it's just really neat. We're in chapter one, so please go check that out. My wife and I are doing that verse by verse Bible study. But lastly, the early Christian quotes that I. That I use can generally be found on the CD-ROM version of the Anti-Nicene Fathers, and you can purchase your copy for a mere $5 on the Scroll Publishing website, scrollpublishing.com. All right, well, without any further ado, let's get into part two of my interview with Darren Geisinger. All right. So earlier you were talking about uh, 36 truisms that the messengers give humanity. And in zero G's, you introduced 12 of those. And I know you said you don't want to get into into them. So I'll just going to kind of like ask you to uh, maybe touch on it a little bit without giving too many, like giving any spoilers away, but like several of these truisms seem to be linked to like Gaia or earth worship. And it's almost like the ancient is new, you know, what's new is old kind of thing. Why, why, Why did you choose that approach? And like, how is Gaia worship or earth worship waging war on the world today?
1: Well, we know that one of the great sins is worshiping the creation instead of the creator. It's yeah. it I just wish that the enemy's lies didn't work so so well again and again and again. Mm-hmm. But you know, you got the little Greta Thornburg coming on. I have still never seen her interview. I've only seen pictures. I don't think I could take video, but I know what <laughs> she says. It's, it's 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 oh my goodness, it's ridiculous. And and of course we've got to rebuild or restore the earth, the mother earth. Earth, uh, for what we've done to her after the ten-year meltdown happens in zero g's, and um, you know that's why the gravity is 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 not doing is is doing it's it's that she's sick and something's wrong, and we have to take care of the Earth. But also, it's this so- socialism communism thing that's coming on now with these new wannabe politicians that the Democrats have put in that are promoting socialism. It's like, can you just look at your history book? I mean, most of the history books are lies, but they did get the socialism part right. They did record what what effect that had on, on, on continents and, and countries and, and, the, the, the millions, perhaps billions, that died as a result, and it's like, oh no, that's that, that's old enough now. We can push that all over again. Well, yet yeah, zero G's has every excuse to to you know the world is is a one world government now. Uh, we've survived all these wars, we've survived the pandemics, and the the messengers are advising, and 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 now this time, we, Hollywood is no more, and and mm-hmm. it's there's there's a council of resplendent light that mm-hmm. has three hundred common folks plumbers uh, barbers teachers they are selected from all all the former countries of the world to be on this body to communicate with the messengers because we don't we don't trust uh, you know, the politician news anchor faces anymore. We want us, the common clay of man. Um, so the whole world is turned upside. It's so persuasive because we get rid of all that we distrusted before. I mean, honestly, Phil, if you start talking to people and, and common non-Christian people and say, do you believe there's an elite? Do you believe that, that this is going on and that they really don't want they, they, the useless eaters out there basically just uh, fund them, and and they feel. Of course, everybody would say, "Yeah, yeah, I know it." I, I, I. Everybody knows that they're there; they're they're, they're sure. out there. Um, it's just that we happen to know a little bit more from a biblical point of view where it is. So, in the new in the new civilization, and the novel is just this socialistic Earth Gaia loving um, thing that everybody can can replace. Because Phil, we know we have a God shaped hole mm. in each of us, right? Yeah. So we have that, we, he put that there that we need him. So it has to be filled with something, you know, and people fill that every day with, with golf, NFL, Dungeons and Dragons, whatever you can can kind of stuff in there. Well, the ultimate deception is going to be, you know, aliens are here to save us and and now let's save the earth and and become gods in our own time. And Mm -hmm. that'll, that'll fill up that hole quite nicely as we think, you know, we can apotheo I don't know what the, Apotheosize? The I don't accident. know if that's a word. <laughs> yeah, I should have tried to get that out of my mouth, but it didn't work. Anywho, it's 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 the lie. You know, we're trying to. It sounds like we're trying to say something new, but isn't? Didn't this in yeah. the serpent or That's the brill right. in the garden say you will surely not die right yeah. uh and and isn't isn't that what the messengers are going to tell people well there's a vicious blood cancer going around uh your dna is off you wrecked that somewhere so we're going to have to rewrite that code so uh, if you don't want to die from that you know here you'll surely not die and and you'll be god's like like we will don't worry and People are going to fall for it in mass, 90, what, 7%. How narrow is the gate? Yeah. How wow. narrow is the gate going to be? How many people are going to take it and go with it? I, I, I shudder to wonder what the portion is going to be.
0: Man, I was just having a conversation about that with my mentor uh, a couple of weeks ago. And like how, um, you know, only Joshua, Caleb, and the people under 20, that came out of the Exodus, you know, are allowed to go into the promised land. And golly, man, that's such a tiny number compared to all the ones that came out. Mm -hmm. And, uh, if that's any, if that's any kind of a parallel to, uh, you know, the narrow gate versus the broad road, like my goodness, that's really scary. and,
1: And you bring up an interesting subject too, that I cover in the book. I really try to ferret out is the Joshua and Caleb, uh, you know, were not Told to be nonviolent, they were supposed to go into the land and wipe out everything that was there. Um, and so the characters in my book end up having to find themselves in a war, and everybody's wondering what's what's manning the enemy armors. You know, is it super soldiers? Are they some sort of hybrid? Or is this is basically is this the same thing that Joshua and Caleb have to fight? And so the characters are quite a mix. They're not all on the same page, and so they often duel it out over like turn the other cheek, or are we in war now? Are we Joshua and Caleb? like My, my main character, Garrett, says, hey, if Joshua and Caleb would have had an exo armor, they sure as heck would have used it against some giants in the land of Canaan, and they would have. I mean, absolutely, if we have to think about it, if you don't think that they would have used a Gatling gun or uh, a mechanical exo armor to do their campaign, they, they would have used anything that they could have, and so the characters are kind of arguing with each other and battling with you know, being being a Christian all their life and homeschooled and home churched, and now they're finding themselves in war. Can they kill? And and what does that mean? So I do tackle that in the book as well.
0: Yeah, man. I mean, that's that's something I kind of hit on in in mine as well. Um, you know, with Joshua and Caleb battling things that are not human. You know, they're these hybrid things, and mm-hmm. you know, one of the reasons that a lot of uh, atheists will point to for not believing in God is the genocides. You know, uh, the mm-hmm. conquest of Canaan and, and the ban, and uh, but but they weren't killing humans. <laughs> you know. <sighs>
1: Yeah, I mean, it goes even farther than that. I mean, I, I honestly we could we can point out areas in scripture to me, didn't Phineas get, oh, sure. get sick of, of people messing around in the tent and drive a spear right through some people that weren't supposed to be together and that that didn't have anything to do with hybrids. And David, when someone just ripped on Saul, his enemy one time, I think he cut him down. And I well, I'm not trying to rationalize their violence and whether they did it did it right or not, but um, Yes, the Bible is not as politically correct as, or in, and, and neat and tidy as everybody wanna, wants to make it out. I mean, there could be a time where the God of heaven literally just tells those doing exploits under him that really know him that, oh, okay, it's time. I'm ordering you. You go into this camp and you take them all out. And we're not supposed to even question that. Um I know people might be getting uncomfortable in their chairs right now out there <laughs> Phil but if I'm around in those days and 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 the word says that those that know their God will be strong and do exploits and he tells me to go down and take out a camp of of beings that that uh, are unsanctioned creations that are against him and I I'm going to do it.
0: So it seems like you believe that believers will go through the tribulation. And if that's so why why do you believe that?
1: I'll, I think we're, we're, if we're not in it already, I mean, aren't we, we're, we're, I
0: yeah, we're in know. tribulation. Well, if, like I, I would say like, well, do you want to make it simple? Cause I'm things, like, yeah. like I, I'm, I'm pre wrath. So like pre bowls of wrath being poured out on That's where I fall.
1: And and I fall there. Mike, Doctor Michael Lake, of course, falls there, and I fall there too. And Doctor Michael Lake also says something wonderful that he hopes for rapture, but prepares sure. for tribulation. You know, you can't say it better than that. If there is some kind of whisking away, I'm 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 going all high five. Whoever sure. <laughs> believed in that, I just don't see the evidence for it. Where the persecution that's gone on. Uh, the uh, the fuel the fuel project if someone goes onto YouTube and hits the fuel project they have a an amazing like thirty short little videos about we will have tribulation and and why yeah. that that's certainly going to happen to believers I mean where where is the rapture for the Chinese and the Africans and the Christians there that have been giving up their lives for for decades um, maybe yeah. hundreds of years and where was their rapture and so what Joel Olstein's church is going to get Taken up uh, and raptured, so they don't face anything. But all these these really faithful Christians in these other countries that had to die. Does that make sense to anybody? And the fact that the rapture was invented by someone named Darby or something in the 1800s—none yeah. of the church fathers believed in that. Right. And um, now I don't celebrate it. I'm not wishing for the for the uh, the end of the world and for for things to get bad because when it happens. I don't care if you're a preppers prepper, you're not going to be wanting it to be going on. I don't care what you've prepared for, it's going to it, the world is going to get dark in a hurry. So, just because I say I'm I'm pre wrath I'm not sure any believers are going to be around by the time the golden bowls of wrath are poured out anyway. So, if there's somebody left maybe yeah, we're we're taken, but the way I'm looking at it that the antichrist has his way yeah. over the saints for a time and how I see their diabolical plans formulating right now with this COVID-19 nonsense and the mandatory vaccine, I, I don't know that that many are going to escape the, the dragnet. And so the scripture of they did not love their lives unto death better be emblazoned on, on believers' hearts because there's there could very well become a choice in our lifetimes that we're going to have to make the tough choice. Yeah,
0: man, and like us— <laughs> I hope I'm wrong, but I see so many falling away. Um like joyfully. Not so much out of fear. But mm. um
1: man, joyfully falling away. What do you mean joyfully falling away?
0: Like choosing the antichrist as if he's Jesus. Like really wow. believing it.
1: Yeah.
0: I mean, I could be well, wrong and I hope yeah. I'm wrong, but mm-hmm.
1: Well, my my um I'm not going to reveal who my antichrist character is. I don't know that it's been, I don't know that what I've created is, is, is anywhere else. It's I'm not saying that as necessarily a compliment. I took four years to make something that I don't think, I mean, exo armors and, and, and gravity and antichrist and humanity 2.0 and nonviolence violence versus for, for Christians. It's, it was a lot to pack into a book and still make an interesting story. Cause I wanted people to care about the characters. And I'd be interested in where that was going, and not just want to be interested in the conspiracy theory. So I wanted to so this is a book. if you're out there and you go, ah, I have all my nonfiction books from Phil Baker and Derek Gilbert and Tom Horn and Steve G. Qua- those are all great. Um, but I wanted to make a fiction book that can either hang on the shelf with those. Yeah, it kind of goes with them. or if you've got loved ones out there that like Star Wars or the Avengers or something, and 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 they wouldn't listen to a podcast like this, but you want to get them a gift, go to darengeisinger.com use HE2020 get 30% off. Because And you can write in the order notes for me to sign it to your loved one or whatever, and I'll sign it to them. Nice. Because I want to get this book into as many hands, especially unsuspecting hands. I mean, what's better than that, than somebody who's not a believer, who's really into uh, Star Wars, Star Trek, um Boy, I could go V, and there's so many different things. And for them to get this book, they'll love it. And it gets this concept in of, A, the gospel. It gets in the warning about your pure humanity and all the things that we talked about. So um, I wanted to write a legit fiction story that you could give to somebody, and it wouldn't be embarrassing. I read some fiction things in The Truth or John, and they were not very good, in my opinion, because it was clear that the author, um, and, and God bless them, whoever they are, they remain nameless just used a fictional novel as an excuse to get out all these concepts, but they didn't concentrate on the writing part of it in the story. Yeah. So I didn't want an embarrassment. I wanted something that was like, you get caught up in the story, the sci, this sci-fi fantastic story, and you forget the conspiracy theory things are coming, and then you gotta kind of get walloped, walloped by like, oh, my goodness, that's out of Daniel. Or that's, yeah, they will mix their seed with the seed of men, but it will not cling just as iron does not cling. I'm like, oh, that's what that means. the messengers, the upgrade. Uh, I try to drop those bombs selectively. So it doesn't seem like that was my only reason to to, to write. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I think you do that really well in the book. Um, There's obviously scripture in there, but then there's like, that's listed, but then there's scripture that is in there that, you know, you don't cite, you know, outright. But if you know scripture, You're like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, totally vibing with the Daniel two stuff. Or, um, you know, or when you're reading your Bible maybe for the first time, but you read Zero G's first, you're like, Oh, that's where he got it from. So
1: I think it's really well done. Well, thanks, Phil. I appreciate that. So well, you can take this wherever you want to go. I wanna make sure that we're we're giving your audience something that uh You know, ask me a question that that you think they might be interested in, because you know I I appreciate anybody that's hung on this far. So take it where you want to take it. Well, yeah, man.
0: You know, I would. (laughs) It it's funny. Like I have, uh, for the last like three years, kept a pretty substantial supply of toilet paper. In our house, that my wife got. Kind of, yeah, my wife is like kind of made fun of me about. But then when this COVID thing happened, like we didn't need to go to the store. Like we're set for a long time, and we had a lot to give away to other people that might need some and they couldn't Whoa, get some. Well, you
1: know? treasures in heaven. Phil. That's it. That you that know,
0: in <laughs> <laughs> that white gold, man. Um,
1: <laughs> so, like, I'm
0: curious what you think are some steps that um, believers should take now to prepare for these last days that we're in and that are coming upon the world?
1: Mm-hmm. Well, uh, they better brace themselves, okay? Because, you know, kid gloves have to come off now. We are, the birth pains have officially started and, and time is short. So succinctly, homeschool and get out of the cities. Uh, you know, obviously you have to be right with the God of heaven. If you don't know scripture and you haven't believed in the greatest thing that's ever happened, that God himself came down and died for us and paid our our penalty so that we can be with him, you got to do that first. That's yeah. the most important. Keep the main thing the main thing, right? Yeah. After that, since you're talking about what, what people have to do, prepare for these last days, homeschool and get out of the cities. Because well, do I have to say it? I mean, What the indoctrination of schools is despicable, mm. and your kids may rebel right against you and turn you in someday uh, if you do not have them at home and close to you and, and be teaching them the right things. I mean, we know the scripture says everybody's going to turn everybody in. That is coming rapidly. Mm. So, and get out of the cities because, I mean, we know, as you said before, that parents were eating their children in scriptures mm. when things get tough. The cities? Are you kidding? I mean, people have a jar of peanut butter, three cans of tuna, and and one roll of toilet paper because they, they go out to eat five times a week and go to the store once in a while. I mean, if they haven't learned from, from this COVID thing that they got to prepare more, I'm sorry for them. And I think a lot of people still won't. And when this comes, it's going to make COVID look like child's play. And yeah. it's going to go fast. Yeah. Okay, let me just say this. This is a 9-11 type event. It's going to stick in everybody's brains. Do you think that people are going to wait as long as they did last time to make their run on toilet paper? It took weeks from the start of COVID for people to go, hmm, maybe I had to get to my local big box store. It is going to be instantaneous. And I'm telling you, the National Guard is already going to be there. And they're probably going to be handing out what you're allowed to have, right? Right. As your protein amount for how many people do you? Oh, and by the way, do you have your vaccination bracelet on? Because you're not getting this without that. Right. Like, can people picture this? What I just said? Are you? Is everybody out there seeing themselves? You do not want to be in this situation where you have to do that. Be like Phil Baker. Buy a lot of toilet paper. No, just. <laughs> Just kidding. That helps, but I'm saying that you have to create an escape hatch to freedom, and that is, I moved onto a 50 acre homestead a couple years ago, and I am far from an expert, fumbling through some of these things, Uh, fruit trees and 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 sheep, and I don't know. I can't go into everything, but if you, I I really think I do not promote prepping. In fact, I think it robs. People and the people who think they can have their their nice suburban home and go about their lifestyles and have a little bunker with some canned fruit in it and and and, a, and an AR fifteen are going to be swept up. There, it is not going to work. You know what's going to work is getting out of the cities, getting some land. <clears throat> excuse me, changing your lifestyle and make it about getting your kids hands in the dirt, learning how to plant, learning how to care for animals, have chickens. Uh, you know. And that's even if things didn't get bad, that's a better lifestyle than what's going on in the cities anyway. Just turn on the news, which I don't. I have no idea what's going on. But I know better And and that than to turn it on. And I know that I think people just need to get some land. It doesn't have to be 50 acres. And you don't have to know what you're doing. You just start. So if you don't want to be scrambling to the big box store and waiting for your handout while you're showing them your vaccination bracelet... You got to have an alternative to that, Phil, or the FEMA trucks are going to come by and say, "Hey, come on with us, come on with us." You know, we we can get you your at least your kids. Come on, your kids, and you haven't had a hot meal, and and and. In, in a week, and you're going to look down at your kid, and you can say no, they can't. The pe- people are going to give into that en mass, and they're going to be taking the children, and they and, and and maybe forcefully eventually. But in a way, they're going to want the, the the weirdo religious people to die out, so they they won't be forcing it as much as people think. They'll just let you stay out there if you want to. But if you don't want to look down at your kid and say you know, daddy, mommy didn't prepare, we knew this was coming and we still did nothing. Uh, do something, get three acres and get out of the city and start homeschooling and, and start collecting seeds. And and honestly, your hope should never even be in that stuff. I don't, maybe you're the prepper's prep brother. Maybe you got your whole thing going on. You got the AR-15 in the bunker and you're out in the middle of the country. I'm telling you, Phil, that can't, your hope can't be in that either because if they want to get you, they'll get you. You have to be right with Father. You have to be under his wing of protection, uh, it, go through the valley of the shadow of death. It's not your preps that save you in the valley of shadow of, of death. It's him. You know, I was here for like just a few months in the middle of nowhere walking in my field when two warthog tank buster planes flew right up over the trees 200 yards up. I mean, these are the things that have the Gatling cannon in the nose that takes out, you know, armored vehicles with just just a few a few pulls of the trigger, right? <laughs> and um, they tilted inward to look at me. I could see the pilots. Uh, you know, my my sheep are not going to protect me against an A ten, you know, <laughs> warthog. So. Um, I'm talking about the escape hatch to freedom and it's quite kind of a long answer and that we have to to get out of the cities and start doing these things as a lifestyle and not as a prepper because you' it's the way to go. But ultimately, you know our our, our faith and trust is in the unseen uh, that his angels are on the hills protecting us, right? So I just don't want to go, you know prep or crazy, and that you got to get a seed vault and that's going to save you in the tribulation because I can't promise that, but i I know that it's it's still the better way to go,
0: amen, and you know I mean, you've been saying a lot of tough things, um challenging things, and um one of the one of my favorite passages out of second Thessalonians two talking about that the great deception that God gives to those who don't love the truth, they refuse to receive the love of the truth and um Man, that's such a challenge to me. Like wherever I am, is there something that God's confronting me with that I need to change my mind about? Some kind of truth that God is bringing me. Do I really mm-hmm. love the truth or do mm-hmm. I just wanna close my ears and say, la la la, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There's oh, just, yeah. I don't know, man, it's just really tough, but I really appreciate you approaching so many of these real situations that are coming our way and that uh, have come our way and will come our way. Uh, in your books, you know, you're not just, it's not just zero G's and that's part one and that's it. There's not just one part. There's, there's more coming. And I know you're in the midst yeah, of it's, writing it's a, part two. Yeah. So. Would you mind giving oh, us a little teaser about that?
1: Well, the apocalypse kind of slowed down my progress, but the cover's done and I got a quarter done. You know, Justin and Westfall even let me come to their pad uh, for a little while and I got a quarter done and it's all planned out but um you know spring happened on the homestead i had to come back and um i think it's going to be ready by september now uh nice. this is part two but the preview for that you know it gets it gets it's gonna get dark in part two unfortunately mm-hmm. um time has passed since part one and and the world didn't get any better and uh you know it's kind of interesting the characters are going to run into some some new concepts that i've even run into uh you know, I think you mentioned it in your book that you believe that, uh, and I, you can you can uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but that the feasts are still relevant, um, the, the the appointed times from from uh, Father's commands in in the Old Testament, and so the characters are kind of kind of run into this new group of people. I can't wait to to uh, uh, introduce that, and so that's that's part of some of their paradigm shift as as some things that they grew up with. They're having to adapt to, to uh, new new ways of thinking, and I am I am myself too, Phil. When you just said it T- today, we had a small group talking about repentance and restoration, and how uh, the Old Testament talks about you know if you if you cost someone an ox, you know you're not just replacing that ox, you're giving him more back than that, and and what not just saying sorry for a wronging, but you have to make things right and and I, I am all about trying to clean up some things right now that I've just said sorry for too many times and I have to make right. So um, yeah, I, there's, there's an ever learning process and I'm, I'm glad that I have a merciful uh, God in heaven.
0: Amen. Man, I am too. <laughs> Goodness gracious. Um, well, brother, thank you so much for taking time to, to do this interview. I, I really love to give you just... Uh, just give you the floor to say anything that God's putting on your heart that maybe, and that has nothing to do with zero G's, but God's just given you a word that you want to, to give our listeners.
1: Well, boy, you know, speaking to an audience that's probably mostly, you know, Christian already, it's, it's what would be the most important thing to tell, tell that audience that they haven't heard, you know, a hundred times. It's just, That to me, the greatest revelation in my adulthood has been that the gospel is a gospel of repentance. And it doesn't, I I don't discount grace. If it wasn't for grace, you know, where would, amazing grace, where would I be uh, lost? But the gospel that, that John the Baptist and Christ himself Preach was a gospel of repentance, and I'm I'm coming that dark dark I'm coming to that myself. Darkness really came for me in 2019. Mm -hmm. It was a very rough year, and my flesh and 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 darkness wanted to join hand in hand and do me in. Mm -hmm. But thankfully, my father was long suffering, impatient, and did not wish me to perish but reach repentance. And um, I'm kind of just wow, I've been at this this thing called believing a long time, Mm -hmm. but you know, the word says that so many people are going to get there and he's going they're going to say, but didn't we cast out things in your name? And he's going to say, get away from me. I never knew you. And so I've had to look a, at a real hard look at myself to find out that I, I wasn't really. I didn't know what repentance was. I didn't know what obedience to his commandments was. And um I do think the mega churches have done a and and there are good people out there. So I'm not talking about you, but the mega churches have done a disservice with. Uh, with altar calls and, and grace, 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 and once saved, yeah. always saved. I believe that's not, not, uh, I'm sorry. Well, I think it's Ezekiel that says that you preached peace when there was no peace and you built walls of untempered mortar. And, and when the pressure comes, these walls are going to come crashing down. And this this, this marshmallowy theology is not going to hold up when the tribulation begins. I, I don't know how, how clear I can be to that, but if you do not know, you know, know your God, and you're not in the vine, and you're, it's going to be very hard to do anything, let alone do exploits. So uh, people have to stop playing churchianity and get into the Word with a fresh look, you know, pretend you're on a desert island and you never read it before. And, and you better read the, 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 the Word from start to finish because mm-hmm. the Old Testament applies. And um, as Michael Lake says, we're not going to be eating ham sandwiches in the millennium. And, um, that's, that's been a big change for me and my life and my family and, and, and ditching, ditching traditional holidays for the biblical feasts. And, uh, I know everybody's on their own journey and I have plenty of friends that, that haven't done that, but, uh, people out there who, who have considered this, if you're feeling a stirring for such a thing and need to keep looking into it further, but, um, there's probably a lot in that closing statement, but I guess one of the key things would be thank you very much, Phil Baker, for having me on your podcast. I really appreciate you inviting me on.
0: Man, this has been a blessing to me. Thank you, Darren. <laughs> Restlessness ain't chrono. Oh <laughs>